uh, my immediate thought is, you know, the 20 odd years I've been teaching, the, the plate hasn't gotten any bigger, but yeah. we just right. keep scooping on more, right? right? Like the, and, and so that it's a really good question to, that Brenda pushes us towards. And I don't know that there's any easy way to say, you know, well, here's something that we can just cut off of, of teacher's load, right? Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture, and we believe in the value of reflection and collaboration as we seek to keep growing as teachers. This podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. My name is Matt Beamers. I'm Abby DeGroat. And I'm Dave Mulder. Friends, we're always looking for topics of conversation and feedback, so please email us at hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. We really do want to hear from you. Dave and Abby, we're already in July, so let me begin by wishing you each a happy Canada Day. <laughs> yeah. uh, so today's check-in question is, as we begin a new month, what's one thing that helped you choose joy in June? And what's one thing you're looking forward to in July? So a little bit of a look back and a, a look ah, forward. So That's a good question. Choosing joy in, in June. Choosing joy in June. Well, that's an easy one for me. My my wife and I celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary mm. in June. Yeah. Congratulations. That Thanks. Big, that's a big deal. It, it is, that after is all. And yeah, like it went fast. And we were married at 14. Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were children, though, yeah. when we got married. And so that was something we talked a little bit about, just how we got to grow up together. And, yeah. you know, it's, there's something. Cool. And beautiful yeah. about that in a way too and I can't imagine my life without her in it awesome. so that was awesome. my choosing joy in, in June how about how about you Abby yeah choosing Ju- joy in June, June was really busy for us with kids activities I feel like yeah. was kind of our yeah. and so just watching them enjoy and yeah. do what they love to do yeah. and be part of that and be present yeah. for it always really fun for me mm-hmm. yeah I would say um, we have a daughter who lives in British Columbia still and just Watching her last week come through the doors at Sioux Falls Airport mm-hmm. and just being able to spend some time with her. Um, so just that's always just good for my heart yeah. and my soul. And how about looking forward in July? Like it's sure. I mean it's crazy that it's July already. I can't believe it. Guys, but <laughs> what are you what are you looking ahead looking forward to? So we have two family reunions, one for each side of our family coming, both of them in, right. in, in July. And I'm excited for both. And yeah. yeah, it'll be just good to see people who we haven't been able to spend time. Yeah. with uh, so much yeah. lately. Cool. Yeah. as the, When this episode comes out, we will also be on vacation for a week. We always yeah. do a week at the lake with cool. really dear friends of ours. We've been doing it for years and years. Yeah. And so yeah. this is my first year in a long time where I will not have grad work to worry about wow. yeah. on vacation. And yeah. so I am really looking forward to that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you. And I would say just for July, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to actually gearing up to to students being back on campus right. in August. It's kind like of a it, downhill. Yeah, like you sort of feel July. like, yeah, right. and I start getting yeah. excited, I get excited for yeah. that. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm already looking looking ahead to that. For sure. Now, Dave, we said we mm-hmm. love getting feedback from our listeners, and I think we actually have a question from a, from a listener, from our friend Brenda. And, yep. and so, yeah, if you don't mind playing that, that'd be great. Yep. Hello, Matt, Dave, and Abby. This is Brenda from... Langley, British Columbia. Um, I know we talk about, and I think maybe you even talked about, you know, taking things off of teachers' plates when we add other things to it. And I think this is so important, and I totally agree with you, but as I'm an administrator and I'm a teacher, and um, 
I think it's really difficult to actually find things to take off of teachers' plates. We, we add, we add, we add, and we talk about taking things off, but there's very few things that can actually come off. So uh, like even when I think back to my first year of teaching, the role of a teacher has grown exponentially. Um, and it doesn't really feel like there's enough time in a, a day to get everything done that we should and could be doing and still maintain that healthy rhythm of work and life. Um, and we want our teachers to be healthy and we want to promote that. So, um, yeah, not an easy <laughs> answer, but thoughts about that. Awesome. Thanks for that question, Brenda. We really appreciate it. Brenda's a, a dear friend. She's taught all my daughters, so oh, yeah. um, she's made a huge and significant impact on their life. So, so thankful for that. And Brenda, you ask a great question. I'm thinking about that question as a former principal. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about that question mm -hmm. as a as a professor who gets to work with right. future teachers, but also current teachers who are in our grad ed program. Yeah. Uh, the first thing that that comes to mind is, I just right away think about. Um, you know, this idea of promoting wellness and wholeness with our, mm. our teachers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. I would say for, for myself as a, as a former principal, the audio and the video actually didn't always align there. Like, oh, yeah. I wanted that and I would talk about that. And yet I would, I'd often think about, often when I spoke to teachers, it was about adding one more thing. I, I can hardly, if I'm honest, think about times where I took Sure. took right. things away yeah. from right. teachers so on the one hand it'd be like yeah I, I wanted that and I promoted that and so my first question is are we actually promoting right. promoting that and is there a disconnect between what we say we want mm, for teachers right. yeah and actually our our actions as, as a school I don't know Dave Abby initial thoughts initial well, thoughts on that yeah my immediate thought is you know the 20 odd years I've been teaching the the plate hasn't gotten any bigger but we just keep scooping on more right like the and and so that it's a really good question to, that Brenda pushes us towards and I don't know that there's any easy way to say you know well here's something that we can just cut off of of teachers load right so it, it's more I what I'm wondering about I guess my wonder is are there ways that we can trim back some of the expectations? Because you're still gonna have to plan right. lessons. Yeah. You're, right. you're still gonna have to assess students' work. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you right size yeah. some of that? Yeah. You still have to communicate with parents, right? Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, you have I, an idea? Yeah, and in in the practical vein, even changing around, right? So like PD, make it make it more choice based. Make it oh, more yeah. meaningful, right? Instead of like I remember sitting through some terrible hours mm. of professional development that I felt like were a waste of my time. Sure. Right? So switch that up with something mm -hmm. where we have a purposeful time to work with a coworker, right? And collaborate. Yeah. Or things that give life instead of take life. It's still the same amount of time. Right. And it's still PD, but it's yeah. it's a shift. Mm -hmm. I, like, I like that a lot because yeah. it's it a... Like, we're still going to do professional development work, right, right? regardless. But yep. it's kind of like reimagining how that's going to take right. shape for or, teachers. Or sometimes giving them an hour, giving teachers yeah. an hour to work, right? Mm. Or making sure we build in and recognize, yes, I know you have and you need time to mm. do yeah. this. Right. Yeah, or collaborate. One of the things I was thinking about as I was listening to Brenda's question, it'd be interesting to me if we would ask teachers in our school 
to make to make a list of everything they do and categorize them into what's essential, mm-hmm. what's important, mm-hmm. and what's mm-hmm. worthwhile. And then it would be interesting for principals to do that same thing about teachers. What do mm-hmm. they see Ooh, yeah. as the teacher's job as being essential, important, and worthwhile? Because one of the things I wonder about now, even if I reflect on my own time as a principal, is is would those lists align? Mm-hmm. Is what I see as an essential mm-hmm. part of teachers' jobs, would they see um, as essential? So, yeah. so I'll give you one example where I feel like I probably was disconnected from teachers. Like, I thought it was really important in my mind, and I'm saying this as a principal, mm-hmm. that teachers would eat lunch with their kids. Because I, there's something in my mind about, mm-hmm. hey, we're sharing a meal together, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that that's a, that's a good way to get to know your students in a different context. So in my mind, that was essential. I don't know how many teachers would see that as essential. Like, they're with these students right. all day sure. long. Right. Yep. And so as I, as I look back now, it'd be like, oh, I wonder if there would have been an opportunity to find volunteers mm-hmm. or to, to do something different to allow teachers not to not to eat with right. their students, to yeah. give them, hey, here's an extra right. 20 minutes in your day. Yeah, my Same, kid's school actually started that last yeah. year. Same. They asked for volunteers to come totally. in to give the teachers a little bit of a break from wiping tables and yeah. doing... Mm-hmm. Same thing with yeah. lunch hour supervision, yeah. morning right. supervision. Like those, and, and so I just, I feel like it would be helpful for both teachers and administrators mm-hmm. to kind of Let's make a list and then let's look at what's important and then let, let's, hey, this is worthwhile. Mm-hmm. It might be worthwhile to eat lunch with your mm-hmm. students, right, but is right. there an opportunity? And so I just think maybe part of that is around expectations. Yeah. Like, I like yeah. that idea. The, the expectations we put on teachers and they feel, and let's just have an honest conversation mm-hmm. about, about that. Mm-hmm. I also think there's opportunity um, to think innovatively about things outside of school. One of my administrators and I had a conversation one time about the possibility of opening a daycare on the campus of the school I worked mm, at. Interesting. And the way that would have changed my life mm. as a young mom, mm. I don't think I can name. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. the amount of stress that that would have relieved yeah. in my life and right. made me a better teacher. Yeah. Right? And so thinking about ways to, you know, yeah. how can child care... Because mm-hmm. like, this was a secondary school. It's a secondary at, school. Right? Yeah. yeah. And but th- we had so many young moms mm-hmm. that it seemed like and to partner with a grade school yeah. down mm-hmm. the street from us would have been yeah. it would have changed the lives of so many teachers that I know if they yeah. did not have to worry about finding consistent childcare. Yeah. Yeah. And so what kind of things can we think about even outside of the job description yeah. that might make it easier for the pool of teachers that we have? Yeah. yeah. That's a great idea, school. actually. I know. And, and I love the, the sense of creativity in that. So it's not about necessarily the actual work right. that you're assigned to do as a teacher, yeah. but it's like, how do we smooth the process so that yeah. you can commit yourself to doing mm-hmm. that work to the best of your ability? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I mean, we, at the school that I was at, we had before school and after school mm-hmm. care. Yeah. And so teachers would come to, and that would be open at 7.38 in the morning. So yes. when teachers get there, they can bring their kids there. And mm. if, if they were in K to 7 still... Once the bell ri- would ring, they'd be released from there to go to their class. And when at the end of the school day, the kids would make their yep. way back there. And, and teachers didn't have to go find their... Like, yeah, this yeah. all worked yeah. seamlessly. And that it all happened in one building. Yep. That you knew where to drop them off. You knew where to pick them up. You didn't have to transition. 
I think even just those types of things can have the potential to ease the burden. Absolutely. For 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 young young parents, I do think this idea too. I think if I think about it in schools. You know, like Brenda talks about this, and Dave, you talk about this, this idea of the plate is the same size right. in yeah. year one as it is in year 20. I do wonder, like, as as we get older, does the plate get a little bit bigger because we have more capacity? Maybe. I'm not sure. It's something yeah. I have to I have to think about. Like, what I'm able to do now compared to what I was able to do in my first year. Well, so specific, okay, like... What, what kind of work am I going to assign students to do, right? Yeah. Like my thinking about this shifted a lot over mm-hmm. time because I used to worry a lot. Early in my teaching career, I worried a lot. Like am I going to have enough grades in the grade book to justify yeah. the, the grade that kids get at the end of the term, right? And so then you wind up doing a lot of this pretty – dare I say, meaningless dribble because somehow I've got to grade all these papers so that I can justify that. And the longer I taught, the more it's like, hey, I'm going to have fewer assignments, but I'm going to get students better feedback on fewer things. And so you kind of shift what you're thinking about for the work a little bit for myself. So the actual amount of time I would devote to grading is probably the same, probably the same. It's long enough I can't remember yeah. <laughs> necessarily yeah. anymore, right? But I'm giving different kinds of feedback because the quality of the work I'm assigning is different yeah. too, mm-hmm. right? And so I guess maybe that that's a question for administrators then too, right? Like I, I've, I've had administrators say things to me before. It's like, well, I got it. Like you have to have at least 10 grades in the grade book by yeah. the end of the course. Do we have to? Yeah. Like what, what's the magic number? Is there a magic number? Yeah. Why do we have, right? Yeah. And so even like the way we would reframe that, that could be something that would maybe be yeah. liberating for teachers right. to say, yes, I need to accurately give students feedback on their yeah. work and I do need to communicate their learning. Yes, yeah. those are true things. But does it have to be 20 grades in the grade books? Does it have to be yeah. 10 grades? In the, like what, yeah. what's the number? Yeah. It also, I have to think about this more. So this is just coming to my mind, but I, but I also just wonder, what does it look like to have honest conversations about prep time as it relates to the number of students you teach? Oh, yes. So I'm thinking about um, teachers, high school teachers, at the school, you know, high school English language arts teachers mm-hmm. who have five, six, seven classes mm-hmm. of 25 students mm. and they're grading essays and it's non-stop. right. And you have, you have teachers who teach more specialized classes who have less students, you know, classes of eight or ten. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not essays. Maybe it's more the assessment looks different. Right. Um, should all those people have the same prep time? I'm not saying they shouldn't. And I, I haven't, folks, I have not yeah. given thought to this. I'm going <laughs> to be really honest. We're going to hold you I'm, to it, man. I'm more just thinking about that from an equity or justice. And. Yeah. And it's not to it's not to reduce the amount of prep time. I'm just wondering maybe is it is it to increase it for some to mm-hmm. to recognize mm-hmm. the fact that their teaching load or the number of students simply is just significant significantly greater oh, yeah. Yeah. and their grading load because the grading takes so part of it is what are we grading and how are we assessing? That's right. Absolutely. That's right. But if you have 150 students, you have 150 students, and that just right. takes a lot of time to grade yes. all those it sure does. essays. So maybe it's just honest conversations. Mm-hmm. Well, I can I can speak to that from my own experience, right? So when I was a middle school math teacher, the kind of grading that I did, it's like I'm yeah. checking to see the students solve problems mm-hmm. correctly. That's pretty quick. That's pretty quick to grade a lot of the time, 
right? Most of the time. Um, but when I was teaching science and I'm looking at lab reports, that's a wildly different kind of yeah. assignment that I'm grading. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the amount of time it takes to grade a lab report is very different the amount of time it yeah. takes yeah. to whip through High school time. English teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, what, yeah. Can you speak to yeah. that a bit? Yeah, that, it would bury me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, it really would. And so, yeah, and I think, I don't know that I mastered it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I have a good way. I think I would do it differently now if I went back, right? I would do a lot more formative feedback, more process feedback and not just at the end feedback, right? Um, I would do a lot more ungraded work and writing um, and and focus on learning and focus on moves that they're making rather than assignments that they're doing, right? Well, Um, the task orientation versus learning orientation, right? Like, are you completing tasks? So often teachers grade for completion of tasks, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of actually trying to say, but are you learning things? And that's a different kind of conversation. I think I would count conversation, right? I would deliberately set up conversation and use that to assess learning Mm -hmm. more than just written work. Sure, I do that now in my own teaching. Mm-hmm. And I think that might have to that might have to come with some pro D. Like how Absolutely. do we do oh, this? For sure. Right? Like yeah. and, and I think that's part of it is how do we invest in pro professional development that has the potential to improve practice, but also make us more efficient mm-hmm. with yes. the time that we have, right? To mm-hmm. to not feel because I can see some teachers feeling almost guilty about that type of assessment yeah, or that. Right. And so how do we release, how do we release them from that? So yeah, so I think about capacity, I think about expectations, about what's important, what's what's essential. Also just think about how do we practically budget mm-hmm. to like if we if we really want to promote wholeness and wellness, mm-hmm. maybe it actually means hiring for certain positions hiring right just to actually invest in that is like when someone looks at our budget at a school and says these are the things we value and if we value wholeness and wellness show me where that is in your budget because then otherwise show me reduction in class sizes totally show me someone who can fill in or No, or, or cover lunch. Let's or, let's get really creative, right? Yeah. So what if what if teachers taught a third less? Yeah, I mean, really, like because most of your planning. T- I know people get you get a planning period, but in elementary grades, it's while your kids are at music class. That's your planning period, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, what? Yes, I always valued that. Use the time to prep for the lab that I'm going to do this afternoon yeah. or things like that, right? But so much of the prep has to happen yeah. outside. Like mm-hmm. our paid hours are when you're with students, yeah. and so how much of the work happens? during your unpaid time. I mean, really, right? Your grading, your your preparation, a lot of it. So what if we would build that in? If we would actually say, we're going to reduce teachers' loads Mm -hmm. by a third. So you have time built into your day, Mm -hmm. your actual working hours to do the planning and prep. I don't know. And what does that look like? Easy to say things like that. I totally understand school leaders have budgets to worry about and all of that, right? But it's, I think it's worth exploring, getting creative about it. No, and and I I think it is like... Again, coming back to Brenda's um, use of the word promote, and I don't doubt that at her school they promote that, but but what does it mean to promote? Like, mm-hmm. what does it mean to promote yeah. versus a, what does it mean to enact? Like, mm-hmm. hey, is there for all of us to say what does it mean for us to get serious mm-hmm. about about mm-hmm. this? Because we can't. We're on this trajectory um, of that pile on the plate getting bigger. We're at a time where more and more teachers are feeling burned out. Right. 
Right. If we and continue, this is only going to end one way. Right. The pool of teachers is also shrinking. Well, right. Yeah. And so it, it's going to become a matter of retention. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I totally agree with you on that, Abby. Yeah. Um, we whether were seeing that other whether places, we so. invest in this or not yeah. might be the difference between whether we can keep teachers mm-hmm. and whether we can staff right. our yeah. schools. And I, and I think if schools can try to get creative around this and yeah. actually be able to demonstrate to people this is how we promote right. wellness and wholeness, yeah. I think not only will you have a chance to um, in, increase or improve retention, mm-hmm. you might also be better at drawing teachers mm-hmm. to your school. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be at that school that just doesn't talk about wholeness mm-hmm. and wellness and life balance um, and good life rhythm, but they actually, they've actually put practices and protocols right. in place that allow teachers to flourish inside and outside of the classroom. Friends, we know that your time is valuable. We want to thank you for joining us today for another Hallway Conversation. Whether it is this day, this week, or this month, we hope the Lord gives you what you stand in need of. And we'd like to send you here with this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you have a wonderful week. This podcast was literally dreamed up during one of our actual hallway conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Hey, we have a favor to ask of you. Would you be willing to rate this podcast or write a review in your podcast app? Or if you found this conversation interesting or helpful, would you consider sharing it on your social media? Those things really do help podcasters out, and we would be so, so grateful. Thanks for listening, friends. Let's just start. Let me start by wishing you a happy Canada Day. You know that a few days ago, July 1st, we celebrated... Um, Canada's, I'm going to start over. You were doing so well. Uh, confederation is the word I can think. Would you like me to open with the intro of the, the Independence Day and what we're celebrating? Uh, I think we or... can budget on that here too. There's a couple Whoa. Americans in this room. Wow. That just happened. <laughs>